0: in an explosive new movement that would become known as street art. This hybrid form of graffiti was driven by a new generation using stickers, stencils, posters and sculptures to make their mark by any means necessary.
1: You know, this is really weird. I have never recorded with anyone in the room with me. It's only been through Zoom. Yeah. But, uh, cheers. Cheers. I guess I'll start off how I always start off, where it's, hey, guys, welcome back to Napalm Nanny in the Shack. See how I can turn it on?
2: <laughs> do I make you nervous? I feel like I'm- You a- do!
1: It's weird. Uh, but I didn't finish my line. Oh, fuck. Um, I am your host, <laughs> the one, the only Napalm Nanny. And for this week's episode of Napalm and Friends, I have a very near and dear old friend of mine, Anthony Weska. Hi. Don't we?
2: (laughs) I don't know, I have to use my hands. (laughs) Even if no one's looking at me, I have to use my hands.
1: I suppose. I'm pretty sure a lot of
2: people can understand.
1: No, I do, but it's gotten me in trouble. Oh. Like, I remember one time I was talking with my hands, I was pretty drunk and I was at the museum and I was standing too close to an antique table and because I put, I just, I don't know what I was doing. I don't know what statement I was making, but I kind of like threw my hands down and I just punched the table. The ushers were surprised and I was just as surprised as they were. I was like, I did not expect to do this. I didn't, I mean, I kind of expected to be a hot mess that evening, but not like that. Ah. So I ran out of there pretty quick. (laughs) I had long legs. I just had a power walk, (laughs) but they didn't catch me. So that was kind of (laughs) nice. But anyway, the reason why I actually wanted to invite you onto the show, and I'm so sorry that I never created the questions for you. I know I normally do for other guests, but you're different. <laughs> kinda,
2: you know, spitball it. Why not?
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, I've essentially cornered you, so I just need to take advantage of that. <laughs> to be fair, all I really did was just kind of lure you in next to the mic with tequila.
2: No, and it good. worked. And it worked beautifully. Tequila is my hook. Tequila to me is
1: like to you. Yeah, I'm not going to argue that. Yeah, it is. But, uh, like I was saying, uh, the reason I wanted to invite you onto the show was because I think you have this incredible insight you're incredibly artistic and it's something that I appreciate about you like when we were in high school you would I mean most people would say like tagging but you did bombs like there was an artistic element to it yeah
2: you can say how it is it was vandalizing my school but I mean it was an art it was a form of art it was underappreciated in my opinion
1: no that it was do you remember when they started confiscating notebooks yeah if it was tagged
2: yeah I, I, I remember that. That. And I also remember um, when stores started like IDing you to like buy markers or spray cans okay. or whatnot. So it got ridiculous. Well,
1: well, how did you start getting into that?
2: Um, my friend Bernie actually got me into that. He was really good at it. And I just saw his notebook. Uh, well, his black book. I just, I'm like, yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to try to do something close to that. And so I tried to not copy, but at least do my own form and style. And I just fell in love with it.
3: Desde pie se entretiene con mi pelo. Bebo el agua que viene conmigo. Estoy estancado en tu reflejo. Solamente de ti, gota, gota gota. Solamente de ti. Veneno y sé, llegaré solo hasta la luna, nada que puedo perder, me atreveré, cuento un paso más, nada no soy como tú.
1: curious because I just recently came across a video where the font doesn't have a name, like it's just pretty much whatever each individual creates. Right, it's right? kinda
2: it's it's kinda like um how every artist has their own style, right? So like Picasso had their abstract at some point and he moved to different kind of art style. Same thing with uh Salvador's um Dolly. Dolly. Thank you. You're um, welcome. Like he had his own style, right? He was crazy <laughs> up to a point where he met his wife. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, so it's kind of like that. You take your own style, you you take what you feel and you put it in a font. So you're always creating something and it's that thing that you want people to kind of put together. So sometimes you see a bomb and you can't really read it and you have to take your time on it and be like, okay, I can see it slowly and then it makes sense after you look at it more and more. So I think that's interesting I mean, It's like a small little puzzle with font.
1: And what I appreciate, it's it's this guerrilla art form where, besides taking your guys' time to spray paint it on the side of a bridge or in a tunnel or wherever you guys find suiting, you guys also would use these stickers that you would get from the post office. And so it's just like quick slaps.
2: Yeah, yeah, they're, uh, yeah. So we would always uh, do stencils on those. And it was fun though, because we would have to be sneaky on trying to steal them from the post office because we would never pay for them. We were kids, you know, teenagers. Yeah, so we would steal them and we would do our own bomb or things and stick them wherever we kind of sort of wanted to be seen. Because you have to be picky where you just don't slap stickers or do a bomb wherever you want. I mean, you can, but the whole point was is to be seen. You want it to be seen, you want it to be recognized. It was fun because you you would take the challenge of how high I can put this, or where can I put this where they won't take it down because that was the biggest problem. You'd put it one day and the next day it was gone, or someone would slap another sticker on top of it would, you know, piss someone off. So it was funny because of that. And about the bridge, I never did a bridge because I'm afraid of heights. It's just one of those things <laughs> I would never do. Like, yeah, not my thing.
1: <laughs> All right. So I, I guess he had some forethought as, you know, being a teenager. Because I know I was super reckless as a teenager. I shouldn't be here, honestly. But, um... It's okay. If
2: uh, oil spells, there's always a
1: tree. Shut your dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was really drunk that night, and I just didn't want to get caught.
2: I know. <laughs> and the tree had your back.
1: It sure did. <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, I guess we should probably should we kind of share the story of how we met, like give them a little insight. Yeah, the whole tree reference. Sure. As embarrassing as it is, I kind of want to leave that part out. <laughs> <laughs> So back in high school before all these flyers that were online showing what whatever show was going to happen locally you essentially had a designated i guess not even designated just this random person that would stand in front of the high school and like hand out flyers right the person everybody knew i guess i mean pretty much another episode with william where he talks about gatekeeping and how that person is a first gatekeeper that you need to get past because he he or she is the one that's passing out the flyer and if they kind of look at you they size you up if they think you're, I guess, cool enough, they'll hand the flyer to you. i That's how I found out about shows, is I accepted these flyers from people, and I was like, cool. There's a live band. Sometimes there's a band I recognized. Other times I'm like, I'll figure it out when I'm there. Um,
2: so, wait, they, they gave you the flyers, right? Yeah. See, so you were one of the cool kids. I didn't. I just went there because I, I was taken. <laughs> I, people just took me there.
1: I wouldn't say cool kid. It's just more of, I was kind of a loner, and I dressed i mean i guess like a greaser punk you did and so it just i guess that was my like freak flag of like hey i'm an outsider ah. and that's why i earned those flyers walking out you earned them <laughs> they were my badges <laughs> i never was in a girl scouts but <laughs> as a teenager that, those flyers, were my badges yeah <laughs> i wish i would have kept them because they were so crudely cut they were yeah. clearly done on like paper ink mm-hmm. and they were just like xerox copied yeah So I went to the show in, was it Linwood? Compton? Linwood. It was Linwood. Linwood. Yeah, it was Linwood
2: right behind the high school.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, because I remember um, we went there and uh, we forgot booze, so we had to go to uh, the Superior. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. We started our drinking careers pretty early on. I started mine about like 15, unfortunately, and that's led me to a lot of trouble. <laughs> but good stories though. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so I ended up going to the show and I remember I went with a friend. Her boyfriend got super plastered. It was ridiculous. Her boyfriend or hookup, I don't know. Point is, like, I because she started making out with that guy, I was kind of like, well, I'm alone. There we are oh no, you know what, that's the night that I got pushed around by cholos. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. Before
2: you got raided.
1: I got ballsy, I was drunk and then I remember in the pit, there was a pile of wood and I stepped on one of the the planks of wood and there was a nail sticking up. Yeah. So when I stepped on it, in my drunken stupor I was like, oh no, I need to go check my foot to make sure I'm not like bleeding or make sure like, I don't know, I guess tetanus. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm trying to get out and this one cholo just like keeps pushing me back in and I was like, no, let me fucking out. And I told him, fuck you as I pushed past him because I was finally able to. And then he turns around and he goes, what'd you say to me? This was my opportunity to make things better, but I chose not to. I chose (laughs) violence. And I said, I said, fuck you! Him and then like two of his other buddies came out and I was like, oh shit. I was like, uh, this is not going to end well for me. I remember you telling me this and you asked me if I I remember. There was eye contact. I remember I turned around and I was like, oh my God, I'm being cornered. And I'm like, maybe someone will help a lady. (laughs) I remember having eye contact with you specifically. I was like, okay, I kind of know you will you come help me? (laughs) Like it's three on one right now. Like I could at least use like one other person. this
2: was before I knew about my ADHD and I'm pretty sure I just looked at you and I like looked at a hundred things before you and it was like, okay, cool. It's just scanning. Oh,
1: I'm being honest. Well, sometimes there's times where you should keep the truth to yourself. (laughs) Um, But anyway, this guy was like, do you know whose house this is? I was like, no, I don't. (laughs) I was really drunk. I'm like 16, man. Like, You're an adult! And he goes, this is my house! Don't, don't disrespect me in my house! I'm like, okay, I can kind of get that. <laughs> uh, got pushed around a bit, and I guess they saw the fear in my eyes, and they were just like, okay, we'll leave her alone. <laughs> and I was like trying to... I had so much blood on my sock. Yeah. Uh, this also comes into play that I had a nail in my foot that same night. So, you know, go- going forward to me hanging out in my beer bottle while I was watching my friend make out as a creeper. Oh god, I remember the guy threw up and then she continued making out with him and I was like, ooh, like these are the choices we're making. Um being young and in love. They're <laughs> trying to hook up. I remember when the cops arrived, this guy was on the floor, like I couldn't carry him, she couldn't pick him up. And you come along, and you're just like, hey, do you guys need help? And I was like, yeah, yes. I saw you guys
2: in distress, he was,
1: he was gone. Yeah, no, it was really bad. And this is where I was really grateful that, you know. See? You then, did come out then, to help. Then I was paying attention. Thank you. <laughs> so you're carrying him out and then these cops are still you know being dicks flashing lights in everyone's faces yeah. and I was like don't know if I was like walking in front of you guys yeah or-
2: so you walked in front with your friend and you guys were walking faster than I was because I was carrying uh I guess her date and you guys kept going and we got to like halfway point <laughs> and you're like I don't know I want to say almost at the end of the block and you're like I don't know something clicked on you because you're like oh shit I didn't come here alone so I'm gonna turn around and you come back and I see like people getting like grabbed by cops so I just tell They um,
1: were arresting people that
2: night. So I was I told you no, you know, just run away. Like they're getting people, just go. And that's when you like ran and behind a tree and I was like
1: okay. Okay. (laughs) I was drunk. I was 16. I stepped on a nail, and I was also pushed around by a bunch of cholos that night. I was traumatized. I couldn't run. (laughs) And the way I saw it is I ran, and then I hid because I wasn't so much afraid of the cops. I was afraid of my mom. Right. Because my mom would have fucked me up if a cop would have, like, dropped me off. Or, like, if she had to pick me up from the station, like, I would have been better off in jail at that point. Yeah, so, I got
2: I guess you can say kind of uh i, I wouldn't say arrested but i did get caught detained yeah detained <laughs> <laughs> thank you should have hit pantry. tree <laughs> <laughs> i did not so i was ditching and i got caught with a, a pipe unlucky for me while they were holding us in this room they were checking our backpacks right and i had a pipe and a random dude i've never met before had a bag of weed <laughs> so they put two and two together oh. and they thought that we both were smoking that wasn't the case. So cops came in, confiscated, talked to me and whatnot. And the principal decided we'll take care of it, you know, and I was scared shitless because, you know, my mom, but I knew that all my stuff would go to my dad. I'm less scared of my dad than I am from my mom. So I was like, I I think I can get away. So they suspended me for a week, which was very minimum. And I pretended that I was going to school throughout this week. And I would just hang out at my brother's class, which he was a teacher at the time there. (laughs) <laughs> so... Yeah. Wow. I can understand you being scared of your mom because I would... Yeah.
1: So despite this fear, you still took in these Ill- illegal activities as far as like underage drinking, uh, tagging, carrying... I mean, I guess like illegal substances at the time. What I think is interesting is, I mean, I won't dive too much in your professional career because it's respectable, but you are in the Air Force. right? What I think is interesting is how your artistic skills as a hoodlum has been translated into this field that you're in. Although you volunteered and like you did these like beautiful murals wherever you were stationed.
2: Right, so it's it's the, it's the mostly about the focus. So something interests me and I go full out. I invest in it so much that if I dive deep enough, I forget that I started it. So I'm already in deep and I follow through. So the same thing happened with the Air Force. At first I tried school, I couldn't get into it. And then the Air Force was was actually my second choice cuz I wanted to be a marine uh, sniper and unlucky for me or lucky for me I guess I have uh, very very bad eyesight but it did force me to join the Air Force which I don't regret because it's brought me so many opportunities so many places to be and see that I don't think I would have uh, had the opportunity if it wasn't for that though so, to answer your question though I don't know it's I guess is the the whole structure of the Air Force that keeps me in place kind of thing. I kind of need that in a sense or needed that at the time because I was a loose bullet. I I just did whatever I wanted and one of them was tagging.
1: I don't know if you would want to share or kind of describe the kind of murals that you did wherever you were stationed. And then I I had asked you when you did these murals or whenever you would draw or do these bombs I asked if music came into play and you had a really interesting answer to that
2: Right so uh, I forgot where I heard it but it people say that or someone said art is the way to like when you draw something you put the you put art into a physical form and when you put art into a music you're putting this art form into space and time and I thought that was pretty accurate. When I put those together it's mostly for focus and for me to be more centralized. Whenever I hear music, the rhythm, the lyrics, even the vocalist, I centralize on it and I absorb that energy that they're putting into their song. So when it comes to music sometimes I'm picky on what I listen to because if I'm not feeling the rhythm even if it's like the most generic and the most popular music and that a lot of people say it's too mainstream, but if I get that same rhythm in that, then I can use that as motivation to keep drawing.
4: mi corazón ya quedó marcado porque no existe otra mujer con la que sintamos la piel como contigo y que seas mi compañera en las malas, en las buenas y que sepas que contás conmigo para cuidarte, comprenderte para ser también abrigo Cuando tu alma se muera de frío, porque no existe otra mujer.
2: A sense it's, it, it flows, and you have to have that flow. And if you don't have that flow, that's when you start skipping the beat and your lines and your colors. And if you keep that concentration, you lose time and you lose where you're at, and you're just focused on that piece. And, if, and music has helped me so much in that sense, because without it, it would be such, such a pain to get to that, I guess, in a sense, nirvana for painting or drawing.
1: Uh, I know for me, like when I do my doodles, I have to listen to music. I need to drown out everything else that's around me. And sometimes I do use lyrics for inspiration, but they're really... Uh, I don't want to call them dumb doodles, but I find them entertaining. And I especially find it entertaining when I create vulgar ones where it's like sex, drugs, you know, I think it's hilarious. It's things that people like, oh, you know, you shouldn't laugh at that. I'm like, no, that's, that only makes it funnier to me. Like I shouldn't laugh at it, you know, or these are terrible lyrics, but I like it because it's so terrible. Right. Um, One of my favorite ones, crap, it was, I would listen to the Black Lips, and there's two doodles that I did. One that pops in my head is, she'll be sucking marrow out of your bones tomorrow. And it's just kind of like this idea of this banshee woman or succubus. And I thought that was hilarious to me where I was like, yeah, you know, succubus woman. Uh, she'll like suck you dry and maybe in a perverted way, maybe not so much. But, and then there was another one where... I God, it was like a cocaine reference where it's like my nose is a run-in or I forgot what. And I really drew out this like little cracked out boy and I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. And then what I think is interesting on top of that is I've had people message me and it's like they gain insight about like my mental state at mm-hmm. the time based on my doodles, which is yeah. concerning because I draw some very concerning things.
2: Well, the thing is, I, I think that when it comes to drawing, because I don't do it often as I used to, and it's, it's not because... Um, I don't have that skill anymore, it's because I don't have the motivation and inspiration for it. But I think something seasonal, because for you it was something seasonal that you draw a style for some period of time, you start drawing eyes popping out. So it, it's kind of, I think it's, it's a seasonal thing depending on how your mood is. I can see that. And that's, that's why people, I, I think, see that in you, that whenever you feel a certain way, you draw and express it in
1: your drawings. I do want to say the phase of me drawing eyes popping out is because I was working corporate and I hated staring at my computer screen. Right. And I just, I really wanted to like pluck my eyes out at that point where yeah. I was like, I'm done, dude. I hate fucking marketing. Like I, I didn't have it in me. I mean, do you see yourself like drawing anytime soon or like, yeah? I know you said it was seasonal, but.
2: I do. Um, I started using Procreate and I found it pretty interesting how a different dimension it gives me when it comes to drawing and also using colors the more I dig into it, the more I find it interesting and the more I want to draw, the more I want to explore with it. Also, my shop asked me to do a mirror in the shop, so now I have that in my projects. <laughs> and since I drive and do dates, that's what drives me. So. Mm my due date is almost
1: due. So outside of due dates and outside of these shops or bases that kind of assign you to do these murals, do you see yourself going back to it? Or do you see yourself playing with different uh, mediums or formats? At the time, no. My
2: focus is is somewhere else. Right now it's stocks. And unfortunately, I can only focus one thing at a time. It's like when you talk to me and I'm focused on something else, I, I focus and I block out most of the things, which is funny, though, Cause I can't do that when I read. When I read, everything bothers me. But <laughs> yeah, not right now. I, I think I'll we'll come back though, because it's in my blood. My family draws, uh, all side of my dad's side draws all my brothers drew, uh, my sister, just natural talent. And it sucks to say because when someone says natural talent, it kind of takes away that aspect of hard work because it still takes hard work. It still takes time and and patience to get there, but it does give us a motivation somehow or some way. We all wanted to draw.
1: All right. I mean, I personally would like to see you go back to doing bombs. I mean, I I still have a picture of the bomb that you drew when we were like 16 or 17 that says nanny and it has like lighters and matches because I have this unhealthy obsession with fire and destruction. You do. I get a kick out of it. I think it's hilarious. I think it started because in middle school, when I went onto campus, like at seven in the morning, the dumpster was on fire and I was like, that's kind of (laughs) cool. If this this could burn the rest of the campus, that'd be amazing. But it didn't. (laughs) unfortunately. But, you know, that's when I really got to see your talent initially. Like, you would show me these bombs, and then when you did one with my name, um, I really hope you go back to it, because I don't want to say that it's a dying art, but it's an art that I definitely want to still see thrive. Yeah, I can see that. There's
2: many talented persons that take it seriously, and unfortunately, the bad rap comes from uh, gangs that just write their names and go about their day. They don't really take the time to put an effort, put a style into it, or put their own personal touch. So definitely uh, rare art out there.
1: Uh, I mean, any final words or anything else you want to listen? You want to tell the listeners? Uh, no, it's been it's been awesome hearing your podcast and Aww. and it's been great. So I hope I'm not holding a gun to his head.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would wink if I could.
1: <laughs> but... <laughs> there's a reason why there's no video.
2: <laughs> no, no, it's been great. I've seen you. I've I've heard your very. first. First one, and uh, oh Lord. it's it's been a growing and very fun experience to see how you're growing in both your content and also your just overall how you're sharing things, because you weren't as talkative or, you know, as this natural as it was before.
1: <sighs> it's a tequila. It's the tequila. It's definitely the booze. <laughs> but no, it's been a learning process and thank you so much for the kind words. It really means a lot. I mean, I know I have a long road ahead of me, but I have come a long way because yeah. hearing my first episode, oh my God, I want, oh, like bury me, bury me, just period. Like it was so cringy.
2: It's cringy. I can see why it can be cringy to you. But to uh-huh. me, it's, it's more like, look at her. Look at her. She grew. She's, she's out there she put herself out there because it was so hard to convince you to throw that first episode
1: yeah it was i mean i'll admit it a lot of it came from the fact that i like not having the attention on me right i like you know sitting on the sidelines i like you know kind of being that creeper in the corner that just watches people but then this has really pushed me not front and center but at least it's it's pushed my passion project front and center and I'm kind of like adjacent to it so it has gained me some really amazing friends from it this is weird now I'm talking about myself yeah Um, yeah, you
2: took away that trench coat off and you know now you're no no part of that now a pervert (laughs) now now you're an open pervert (laughs)
1: That's not what he wanted at all. Um, So it's strange. It's definitely strange, but I do recognize the fact that I have a long road ahead of me. I have a lot to learn. I do want to go into more visual content as far as videos, but I'm very self-conscious and I'm afraid, but I feel like anything that's worth doing is terrifying and hard. Mm -hmm. But I do want to say before, you know, we let you go is thank you so much for letting me corner you and record this episode with you. It really means a lot. And I really hope to see more art from you because you are incredibly talented and you're hardworking and I think you have a lot to offer. Well, thank
2: you. And i want to see you grow too and this is your chance listeners to let her know that she should do more content like videos and stuff because it helps it helps see hearing from the listeners for sure
1: i suppose (laughs) i can just hold them hostage
2: (laughs) (laughs) she's not very strong guys don't worry (laughs) oh all
1: right well thank you guys so much for tuning in uh till next week i am your host the one the only napalm nanny stay safe out there guys